The following is a You're Gonna Get a Disease special presentation. Yeah, well, I mean, you can explain. You know, people keep asking me why is it going to be called "You're going to get a disease." <laughs> See, now I, you remember me, and I didn't know who Nick was. And uh, the way the Lewis, they always had an after party after the shows, uh, the the uh, preview night. Yes, good times. And uh, <clears throat> they had one bathroom. They they had a shared dressing room with one bathroom where the after party was, and. I went in, I was drunk. <laughs> I go in there, and there's Nick standing with who, who is now his brother in law, this is uh, uh, Brendan. Brendan. And they were, for some reason, standing like in the stall, um, which now I would wonder if something was going on. Um, oh, we blew each other. That was, no, no, no I understand. Just, just, um, but comedy, comedy. I just, I, for some reason, they were there, and I had to pee, so I just went in and peed. And, uh, I just hear Brendan, who who he turns and he just says, "See, see, he doesn't care. Nice penis." And I said, "Thanks," because that's what you say when someone says you have a nice penis. I think that's appropriate. I wanted so, to make that a bumper sticker, by the way. So the next day, and I don't remember. You know, I didn't remember this. Okay, so because um, I was shitty at the time, <laughs> Nick walks up to me, and we were walk- I'm backstage, and I remember I'm walking. At be backstage at Lewis University at the theater, and Nick walks by and he says, "Hey, nice penis." And I stopped and looked at him, and he goes, "You don't remember?" Yeah, see, well, when another gentleman comes up to you and says, "Nice penis," you either unzip or you just uh, continue to walk. Yeah, yeah it's, when it's, I'm it's, sober, it's not as logical a question. <laughs> when I'm drunk, you just say thank you, and especially when my penis is out. When he says "nice penis," when I'm fully clothed, it's yeah. Um, so uh, that's basically my first memory of Nick is the first words he said to me were nice penis. And uh, and, from and that, it stemmed from Brendan, uh, the you're going to get a disease, stemmed from this girl. Uh, she was going to make out with our friend Greg. Uh, he said, you know, his his quote was, I'm not saying Nicole's dirty, but she's going to get a disease. And that became a No, a it's actually, I'm not saying Greg's dirty. Oh, I'm not saying Greg's dirty. I'm just that's saying right. Greg's dirty. But Nicole's going to get a disease. And so we've been saying you're going to get a disease for the longest time. Yeah. And that's the the origin of the name of the show. And it actually all stems from the same night that uh, we all met each other, really, which is kind of neat. So that was, a, that was a lot of drinking that night. So uh, we'd like to send out a personal thank you to our good friend and my brother, Brendan. You are an amazing human being. I'm sorry if you feel like we're parroting you. We're not. This is actually... Brendan is, refuses to show weakness ever. <laughs> I could, I could talk about Apple. I could cut Steve off, Jobs. I could cut off his arm, and he would be like, "It doesn't hurt. <laughs> I'm fine." <laughs> I had one guy say, "Are you looking at my girlfriend?" I go, well, "Yeah, probably." This is like ten years ago, but he goes, he, like ten Honestly, years ago." Yes, he goes, I, I he was goes, staring at your girl. You got, he walks up to me, he goes, "You got a problem?" And I go, "Why? I mean, I have a few. What are you referring to?" <laughs> and he goes. And he goes, see, he goes, you're staring at my girlfriend. See, that's not embellished. And he, or he you know, said, are you, are you staring at my girlfriend? And I said, which one's your girlfriend? And he said, her right there. And I said, yeah, I'm staring at her. And he's like, why are you staring at her? I go, because she's got huge tits. <laughs> Luke has taken it too far and the now. Guy, no, the guy stopped. 
Did he laugh? And he kind of went, yeah, she does, like that. And I was like, yeah, so, you know, I'm not, like, going to yeah. stalk her. I just, you know, I noticed she has huge boobs. I took a second look. And he, and he kind of went. roofing her. And he's like, well, I don't think that's very respectful. I said, hey, you know, look at the shirt, man. I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm, she's, she's in my line of sight. It's you not, actually converted him to see your, your point of view. That's well, amazing. Because yeah. I'm funny. Well, he laughed. He chuckled when I said. You think she's about how many face. guys can pull that off. It doesn't happen too often. Like know. if you would say to a guy, any bar, like, "Hey, your girlfriend's got huge tits." If that was, well, I didn't walk up to him and tap him. I was in like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, buddy, I wanted to let you know your girlfriend's got huge tits." By the way, I've been staring at her ass for twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, she was in my line of sight. It's not like I was craning my neck to follow her. <laughs> you hey, know. See, this brings up really quick. Uh, a person I gotta keep this totally remain nameless. Um we have regulars that come into the bar and uh it's a guy and a girl, husband and wife. Um wife is absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful woman. One of the people that comes into our bar a lot was talking to this husband and wife. Okay. And they hit it up, everyone's having a good time. The guy that comes to our bar a lot was drinking heavily. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as they were leaving, the the guy that, you know, was comes to our bar a lot says to the wife, Hey, as long as I have a face, you have a place to sit. <laughs> That's the way he said goodbye. Which is an acceptable form of <laughs> so greeting and the, the, uh, the, salutation. The, yeah, the husband, he said he was just ready to clock the guy yeah right in his face and he just took all his willpower to restrain it but i mean you know at the same time how do you not walk away from that conversation be like yeah she's pretty hot thanks you know he wasn't gonna do anything it was kind of an innocent but it's so disrespectful that's but there's a little bit in your mind that goes "Eh," like but if you walked up and said would you like my wife to sit on your face and you respond yes is that disrespectful? I mean, yeah. that's basically what this guy was doing. He, he was asking me, are you staring at her? And I'm like, well, yeah. But you came from a position of being an onlooker and you were approached by him. They right. were in a different scenario because they had talked for maybe a few hours and he thought maybe they were friendly enough for him to say that. So I don't right, know. Right, because after a few hours, propositioning yeah. one's wife is... It's just something just completely filthy and off kilter but i mean if you know the individual you'd be like oh that's just that the way that guy talks but i guess at the same time have they spoken since oh yeah plenty of times plenty of times they're friendly now friendly now he learned from that thing he someone go hey he has no recollection of that conversation that's what he says i don't i've been that i don't believe that for a second you don't believe it no no because he looked embarrassed embarrassed. when i said it to him yeah gotta be like four and a half years ago he's probably embarrassed and he probably oh i remember you know oh you know as long as you have as long as I have a face, you have a place to sit. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's gonna be my next Valentine's Day card for Allison. I he think probably it's got very it from it's a Hallmark moment. No, 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 Sit there, nom, nom, oh, man. Notre Dame football. Notre Dame. This ESP that sounds <laughs> fucking awful. You know? No, I'm not and that's angry what I anymore. You, you texted me today, and you're like. Let's talk about what why. what you said, Louie. What do you think we should talk about? And I, I thought about it, and I said, you know what? Because I fired a guy this week. Okay, this is a great. All right, yeah. All okay. right, I'll give, I'll give you the bear back, your sir. soul, my friend. All right, bring it out. This man. guy walks into my restaurant, and we're hiring a delivery driver three days a week. He's got a college degree. Mm-hmm. 
I talk to him for, you know, two minutes. How long do I get to interview a driver? Do you have insurance? Talk to yeah. him, see if he's in any... Any DUIs or what? Yeah. He knows one of my cooks. I said, oh, okay. One of my, one of my best employees, this guy. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, I know Wes. I said, all right, cool. All right, you can start. You're delivering three days a week. It ain't tough. No. Okay. Well, it'd be tough for me, but... <laughs> Let me start with this guy. This guy is a mouth breather. What is a mouth breather? Well, a mouth breather is someone who breathes through them. They just constantly have their mouth hanging open, the Darth and they're Vader breathing. Shit. <sighs> oh, it just, but yeah. they stand there with their mouth open. But no, it also is Vader's. a it is that a term a for Vader. a stupid person because you know they're sort of like the uh, uh, Neanderthal, a Cro-Magnon man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I am not shitting you when I say he may have been the dumbest person I've ever met. <laughs> Dude, you're uh, again, how old? I'm 41. 41. So you have a whole back catalog of people. He, just, just, he's in your top five. Top five <laughs> he's, easy. He's a starter. You know, we may have to go back through like people and go, oh, fuck, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, he was an idiot. But <laughs> this guy, dumbish, couldn't deliver. Kept making mistakes. Um, the one day it started to snow, mm. and he stands there and he talks and he talks and he talks and he talks and he thinks he's brilliant, and he talks and he talks. And the cooks were like, "Dude, he's driving me crazy." And I kept telling him, "Stop bothering the cooks." So one day I, he well, he didn't have any deliveries. I go here, grab the snow shovel, clear a walk for people. Say so it started to snow. I said, "Just shovel a walk." Okay. From the door to the to the parking lot, literally like fifteen feet. Okay. And he goes, do I get a raise? I go, do you get a raise for what? And he goes, for doing this. I go, your your, your shovel, it's going to take you nine seconds. I go, this is making up for the last four hours when you stood there and talked to Wes. <laughs> so he walks outside, and I'm watching him through the window. He walks outside, stares at the snow for about ten seconds, looks at the shovel, and then turns around and comes back in and goes, wait, what do you want me to do? And I, I grab the shovel out of his hand. I go, give me that goddamn thing. And I go, how the fuck did you graduate college? And he goes, because I'm fucking smart. And I go, really? Like that. <laughs> and he goes, well, I could do it. And I go, he goes, I just didn't take a class on shoveling. I go, it's common sense, dude. Shovel. Put the shovel on the In ground the and push the snow. Repeat. He had to make two, two, two like, little like marks. Just... That's all I asked him to do. It's kind of depressing when... Well, what's more depressing is I guess he used to be smart and he fried his brain on drugs. Ooh, any good ones? I don't... I'm sure. Please forgive me. Well, you're not going to... You're not going to narc yourself. Well, Andy Pettit did. Andy Pettit told the truth before they even busted him. Probably... He said, yeah, I did. I I wonder how much that came along the lines of like, hey, man, uh, they know they're going to... No, I don't think they knew. Over. I don't think they knew. It you think he just out. said, you know, I'm taking the noble route. Here's it, you know, Ryan Braun, that fuck stick that yeah, he was, ran oh, that ran God. that guy that that handled the first test, basically mm. tore that guy up in the media, yep. made him look like he was a big jerk off. Yep. When he knew he tested positive. Yep. That's that he should get like a douchebag suspension. Yeah, th- that's the thing that I, I don't understand because Ryan Braun, after it was all said and done, if I'm not mistaken, he he did the whole "I'm really sorry." Yeah, but he never apologized really to that sorry. guy. Yeah. He never apologized to that guy. 
you know, fuck him. Just don't do it. Fuck him. I I hope he tears his fucking Achilles and ne- never plays again, because he's a fucking dick. He doesn't deserve the fucking talents he's got. You know what? How fuck? If I could have one wish, I would ask to be a decent professional baseball player for just, ten years. Just the journeyman type guy. Or play to play the to play? game. You're paid to play the game. I have a back surgery. And I, I'm sitting here. One of my biggest fears is I'll never be able to play fucking softball again. Mm-hmm. The, the, I, I do it for fun. Yeah. I do it because I love it. Because I go out there and for for 45 minutes, I feel like a kid, and I'm playing a game. These guys are getting paid hundreds of million. You don't even have to pay me a lot. Pay me a, a like a fifty thousand dollars salary, and let me play the game for ten years to play. Every day for 10 years. That'd be awesome. That was my first dream. My, my original dream. I wanted to be a baseball player. And this fuckstick, Ryan Braun, and, and A-Rod, A-Rod and Barry Bonds, they would have been in the Hall of Fame no matter what. They were that good. But you why? See, they ruined it. This is this is a perfect topic. Because for they're greedy. They're fucking assholes. I love when the juice comes out, my oh, friend. Oh, fuck them. Fuck Ryan Braun. He can suck my fat dick. I swear to God, I hope the dude has a fucking career-ending injury. You, I don't wish for people to get hurt. I don't care. I want him to get hurt. He doesn't deserve it. Because not only did he juice, he was a fucking asshole about it. You sound like uh, one of those Sunday morning callers to you know ESPN 1000 right now. No, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Pascal, we'd have to remind you that no swearing on the well, air, Well, I just, it frustrates no, me dude, because you're like giving a gift. Ooh, fancy. So, fancy. Well, you know, we, we've uh, prattled on a long time. This is our longest episode, but we're, you know, it's our homecoming. We haven't had a show in like right. forever. So uh, we're going to end the uh, the show with a little bit of a uh, more lighter topic. It's the Jonah story of the week. Ta-da. This is where we, Jonah says something stupid. <laughs> Until I find that clip, this is just me pretending I'm Jonah. Dog Jonah. Jonah. Hi, and I, you know, I, I apologize for uh, hoarding the Jonah story of the week. Uh, That's okay. But uh, uh, I have to tell the story of um, when my father first met Jonah. Mm. Um, Jonah came over to my house, and and you know, for background, my my parents were both very conservative. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father made a good living, um, very dry, very laid back, sort of very black and white, just that's how it is. So Jonah comes over in his uh, days when he had his, when the top of his hair was dyed blonde or something. It was ridiculous. curly blonde. It was curly, curly blonde. Curly blonde. It was like a big, creepy mop on, on his head. Yeah, and he would wear like wristbands and rings and he had. Uh, Did he have a beret? I could have sworn he wore a beret. There was a point where Jonah wore a beret. He swears to God he didn't wear a beret. I'm like, you had a fucking beret. It was like green. I thought. I believe he did. Like a tour court. I believe yeah, he whatever. did. I believe he did. Um, but he had, you know, his hair dyed, and he had like earrings all up his ear, like in the, you know, whatever <laughs> part of the ear, the up top part. He had like four or five in each ear, like ridiculously. Screaming looking. sex appeal. And my my dad and Jonah was sitting out on the patio, and we had like a sliding door with a screen and patio, and he was out there smoking. And my dad walks down, and he kind of, you know, he looks at him from behind. He sees all the earrings and the hair, and he's like, you know, my the, the only way, my dad can only say this, 
it's, it, it comes out of his mouth and sounds so right was, who the hell is that? And I go, that's Jonah. <laughs> and, you know, and I brought up Jonah. And I thought he had met him before, but maybe not. But he goes, and he kind of looks at him, and he takes a second. He goes, he gay? <laughs> like that? <laughs> he gay. Yeah. And, he, I, and I looked at him. No other words. Who? Huh? And I looked. He and, gay. And uh, Question mark. he's got, you know, he's got his hair like that and the earrings. And I just went, yes, he is. <laughs> Keep and, in mind, Jonah's not gay. and Yeah, Jonah's not gay. No. He's married, just had a baby. Yes, but uh, um, I just, and the funny thing that me and Jonah had spoken about is I brought up that story um, right after my father passed away. And I said, you know, I never corrected that. <laughs> So my dad, <laughs> my dad went to his grave. My dad went to his grave thinking Jonah was a homosexual. Really, really noticing um, at the bar uh, the way women hate each other, and it's like an extra special way. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, you know, people used to say to me, "Oh, you know, women is just more of a catty thing, and uh, you know, they're always threatened by another woman." But <clears throat> I think it's gone way beyond that. Everything that I'm seeing now is just like. <laughs> It looks like a soccer riot's about to break out half the time. I have for, a story. For example, we had, <laughs> we had two girls sitting at the bar yesterday, very nice girls, and we had a group of, uh, you'd say soccer moms okay. in their 40s. Sure. These, these, these particular groups have no reason to fight. There's no men around. And I'm going to use some graphic language here. All right. There you the, the two girls sitting at the bar, for no reason, they like glance behind them and are like, Oh, fucking cunts. It's <laughs> like, holy shit. What is, how did we... That escalated quickly. <laughs> Maybe they weren't talking about them. Maybe they had niche. Well, I, I know you can see me. The audience can't. But they went... They turned, did the over-the-shoulder, looked at them with the ice stare, then turned back. How old were the girls at the bar? Uh, one was 25 and one, I think, just turned 30. So, I mean... Maybe they've been in a fight before. I... I, it looked like they didn't know him from anywhere. It was just like there was. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm getting that vibe more and more, and their language confirmed it for me. That like this always seems to be some sort you of need fight to brewing in their fuel head. Fuel that fire. Oh yeah. You need to go. Yeah, she said you were a bitch, and then go to the other ones and tell them, and then maybe and then videotape like a cat fight. YouTube. We'll put it on the disease YouTube site once yes. we get that. I uh, there's no code. Among women, it's terrible. I've learned. Um, I reached a point where I had uh, interest mm-hmm. in a woman who had dated a close friend. Uh oh. And and this is years back, but I went to my dad and I said, you know, I like this girl, and you know, I. I can't go out with her, right? Because you know, your buddy was my buddy her. had dated her, All right. not dating. Um, how, how long ago? Just out of curiosity, before you go in the store, I, I was in my twenties. No, I mean, like, um, uh, how long ago had he dated her? Um, a significant time. Okay, I mean, not you know, like a week, but it was you know, months. Okay, maybe months, a year, months, months. maybe All a right. year. Um, and I went to my dad and I said, I can't. I said, he, I said, or should I? You know, do I go say something to him? Do I go to him first? And if he says no, don't. Um. Don't, you know, do it. And uh, my dad said, yeah, you know, you got to go. You got to go to him first. And I saw, and my mom was standing there and she goes, 
Why do you even need to say anything? Just go out with her if you want to go out with her. <laughs> and my dad gave her the death stare. I mean, he looked at her, and he, like, we're not on camera, but he was like, you know, looked at her, and he goes, damn it, Joyce, you women will do anything. You don't get it, do you? You don't, and he goes, you don't know code like that. And my mom's like dumbfounded, like, what, what, what? I go, ma, ma, you can't do that. You know, and I wish I wish the term bros before hoes had come to my head at that point, but I just looked at her. I'm like, you don't get it. She, you really she don't didn't, want to say bros before hoes to your mom. She didn't get it. She didn't get it. Because you don't do that. It's just the code. She's She's been, uh, the last few months, a social media darling for the neo-Nazi party. Mm-hmm. And somebody that they lifted up, you know, former porn actress turned neo-Nazi. It's, it's a feel-good mm-hmm. story of the year. And... Somebody decided to go look up her old work and, you know, <laughs> discovered that didn't really hate black people all that much at all. So she, <laughs> so she smoked Anaconda. <laughs> Probably blown a Jewish guy right after that and just completely. Yeah, what are you going to do? I, I, how do we, when I see stuff like this, Luke, how do we make this into money? How do we make a story? How do we, how do we turn this into a comedy? This has the makings of every kind of situational comedy like did he stumble across the video was it something that was on like a porn site that was buried and her name was different or something like that like and is now is she going to become like an anti-nazi person because they kicked her out well and just sleep with a bunch of dudes of different races and her next go back to porn more importantly and i think this is (laughs) and this happened too with the the girl that was the duke student that was in porn and paying for school because she was born more importantly, the, the and these, or something and like these that. I think, are the, the, the more important questions in both these instances, is where do we find these videos? <laughs> well, apparently somebody was doing research. That's all. A guy well, was doing research and you know, making sure that every, I think, everything was all right. I think, you know, when you've talked about Snopes and the bibliography and all that, I think it's important that we, not together, <laughs> maybe privately in, a, in, a, in like... No, let's do it together. Like secluded rooms. Let's... let's, let's <laughs> <laughs> secluded rooms, you know, like maybe like your bathroom for like five to seven minutes. We find these videos for research for the show. <laughs> it's not gay if you're in Juliet. What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I think it's very important that you go home now. <laughs> yeah, right, uh, I'll, I'll give you the spelling. I was a G R O L L. Go ahead, look it up. See if you can find it. That that was my feel good story. I love that. I you know I I see stuff like that and I want to I want to I I think we can make a three act play based on that story alone. We could change the names to protect the innocent and we'll feature that in the Joliet Theater. You see, we came full circle again. I will write. You will direct. I I. It'll have we'll have a twist ending or something like that. I don't want to. I don't want to do a porn show without porn. I mean, that's just silly. Oh God! Did I ever tell you the story when when uh, <laughs> sorry I'm still when I came back from California and uh, that's a black dick. The rumor was that I was working in porn. You had rumor, dude. Did you just go with it? Well, maybe. I I come back and you know my buddy Scott. He says to me, he goes, "Hey, um, are are you working in porn?" And I'm like, what? And he goes, there's a rumor going around that you, you're involved in porn. Not like 
he said there were, I, it wasn't really specific if I was acting or like working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I said, "Where'd you hear that?" And he goes, "Mrs. Gens went out to dinner with, or, or Mrs. Riser told Mrs. Gens that Risers when they went out to dinner with your parents that your parents had told them that you were working in porn." One, my parents don't know the risers at all. And I said, Scott, number two, if I was working in porn, do you think I would call my parents and tell them and not tell you? <laughs> Luke's a good boy. It got back to my high school principal. This was at, I was home for Larry's wedding. And the high school, he, Father McGrath asked me if he goes, oh, what's this I hear about you being, and I said, no, it's a rumor. And so when I, you know, I was talking to him for a little bit and he's like, all right. Stay out of the porn industry. Square the videos. Come on. All full disclosure. Where are they at? Dude, I'm telling you, if I was working in porn, trust me, you, I'd have a fucking party. I'd be like, guys, look. <laughs> I'm in porn. Uh, I'm a fucking superstar. Look look how long I last. There's a soup face right there. Look, look at, at my, look how long I can last. Look how, look at that thing smacking against my knee. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about the baseball team? Uh, no, no, not the baseball. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay. What about her? See, now, see, this is when people take celebrities too seriously. This kind of fades right into that. Right? Oh, I know what she said. Just chick just got divorced, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if you ever heard her talk in an interview or anything like that, but, I mean... She just is just brutal to listen to. She's just, pretty pompous. She just you just want to shake her. But I mean, she, she's like Barbara Streisand Jr. She she went on this soapbox about her divorce and with I don't with the guy that was a singer. All right, but Coldplay singer. How, yeah, it was how it was an amicable divorce, and they were just in different places in their lives, and it wasn't a mess up in their marriage. It was just them evolving as two people, mm. and. That a beautiful shit, divorce. That shit kills me. And then they had a divorce moon. You know what's a divorce? Moon? It's like a honeymoon, but you get divorced and you still go on it and you have a big party. So that thing exists now because. So know. they took a. They took it. Well, I. I went to Vegas with my ex-wife. Not the, week the same. That she told me she was <laughs> not leaving me. We went our separate ways when we got there. But... Not the same. It wasn't planned out, and you didn't invite friends to go celebrate your beautiful. Reverse nuptials. I kind of had a divorce moon. I didn't know that. You just didn't know you had a divorce moon. You fucking started that shit. I made Aaron sit between us on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even remember who went with me. I know Aaron went, um, and I'm sure Jonah then went, but there was some fat guy. Okay? He had a, a, a wife beater on, and he was a mushy little dude. So he was was one of Chicago's finest. Yeah, he had a Sox hat on sideways. He spent, and I'm not exaggerating, okay? We're watching the game, and there's, like, Sox fans and Cub fans, and we're talking about, like, I was talking to a guy in front of me that was a Sox, and we were talking about players, like, Mm. you know, know, like, guy came up to pinch hit or something for the Sox, and I'm like, you know, what's this guy like? And he's like, oh, he's this and this, and, you know, enjoying the game. This fat guy was up about, to my right, about three rows. He spent, and I'm not exaggerating, <laughs> five innings standing up, facing the other way, just saying, Cubs suck, over and over again. Then he picks a fight with, like, a 45-year-old guy who's up about five rows from How him. How old do you think he was? He was probably about 22. Starts jawing at the This guy didn't say a word to him. The guy was sitting there with his three little kids. 
uh. who all had like cub hats on. And he starts jawing at the guy. And the guy like didn't even realize he was talking to him at first. Like he's just like you see him kind of like react like, oh, my God, is he talking to me? Starts like picking a fight with this guy. The whole section was like, sit down, you fat ass. Sit the fuck down. Go. And he's like, started, all he, he stood there and said, Cubs suck, Cubs suck. And he just kept saying it. Like and I'm like, broken record. I'm like, this guy, he needs to get punched in the head. At least to straighten his hat out. <laughs> well, you got to admit, there's ass clowns on both sides. They're, of course there ridiculous. is. Of course and there is. I've, I always find it amazing. How regardless of the people are that are on the right, so like the people telling them to sit down, mm-hmm. sit down, you fucking fat ass. There's kids here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I almost got into no it. No disrespect. Uh, but kids, they fucking decide to um, be the biggest cock blockers on the planet. What are you going to do? That's why you got to teach them about sex at a very early age. <laughs> like three. Everyone's hugging. Explain that mommy and daddy need to get a little bit of the nasty going. <laughs> She's never up at three in the morning. Go It'll to, explain to you go to that mommy and daddy sometimes need to take their clothes off and do stuff to each other. So you when mean you like come take a shower, sometimes it involves a shower. <laughs> sometimes it involves a butt plug. But oh god, <laughs> the most important thing is that you stay in your bed. Wait, who told you? Oh, sorry. And cover your ears. Cover your ears, honey. Just go back to because bed. daddy's a moaner. A little bit, you know. <laughs> when the moment strikes. <laughs> now, what do you think of the beer? The beer is is very good. So would you I, come? Would you come back? Yeah, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I was dreading coming out here, and you know, didn't want to be away from home. But uh, this has been a really, really good experience so far. I think it's been really nice. So you know, the people that brought us out here just—they've been top notch and treated us as royalty, which is really cool. And um, even though we consistently made terrible <laughs> German accents, <laughs> do you think that they make terrible American accents when we leave? Like, hey guys, look at that guy. I'm from Chicago, eh? Bears. I made myself Canadian American. Did you say, eh? Oh, All right. I'm assuming uh, we just recorded 45 minutes and it's all gone. Yeah. I'm assuming Otis's ass is a file killer. Yeah, he sat on the cord. He sat on the cord, and it's sad because it was all gold. That was the funniest episode we've ever done. I know. <laughs> we had insight to all the world's problems. All right, so let's talk for 15 minutes. Put this up, and if I can, maybe I'll just talk for 45 minutes or something like that. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about everything we discussed. Oh, so then Luke said this, and then I said this, and it was funny. Um, but I don't think this... <laughs> I don't think the Stones get the 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 respect that I think they're one of the greatest bands ever, and I don't think that they're classified. I don't that. think you need to have a protest for the Stones. I don't anyway. protest. Yeah. Any, <laughs> I think no, I think they'll be okay. I'm a Republican. I don't protest anything. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I, I I couldn't I couldn't see the Stones. I I think we're in a disagreement on that one. I think the Stones will be okay. I think they're always going to be in that conversation, <laughs> think, man. They're I always the going to be in that conversation. I think the day you started running, you lost all credibility. <laughs> Who do you? They're Rolling Stones, underrated or overrated, Nixon. <laughs> uh, I, 
I think when uh, when it was like the Beatles and and the Rolling Stones were just coming out, yeah, I do think they were underrated. But now I think they have a few titles under their belt. I'm and... not saying they. I'm not saying that they don't get any respect. It's not like some obscure band. I'm just saying I classify them way the fuck up there, and I don't think yeah. that a lot of people do that. Yeah, they're always making a joke about the Rolling Stones, like who's who sponsors when they do concerts they do a concert almost like every three years yeah. and uh like they used to get sponsored i think it was jim beam or jack daniels was one of their sponsors mm-hmm. back in like the early 80s or something and, and like their last tour i think it was like aig insurance you know <laughs> <laughs> really fucking metal guys <laughs> hey you go who pays you that's what i'm always saying so they're uh they're gonna be okay they pulled me out of class in high school, and they picked five senior boys that they thought would make good Augustinian priests. And I sat there, and I said, my exact words were, you know, it seems like a cool job. You could, you know, you teach, you work with people, you counsel people. And I said, you know, I really, really like girls. And the, <laughs> and the priest said to me, the priest stopped, and he goes, yeah, that's a tough one. That, that's what happened because I was I was literally all set to go to the college seminary. No fucking and, and way! I was, I was gonna go, and then I had vagina for the first time, and that just fucking ruined everything for me. I was no, like, there's didn't. no way, I'm brother. Gonna, brother, you're I'm approaching this it. Again. No man, he just he just he just found a, a better way to reach God, a different vocation, if you will. Um, but yeah, like I've I've done a lot of research for religion. Uh, and the back. <laughs> not not just Catholicism, but but I uh, I researched Buddhism, you know, Hinduism, all kinds of things, just so I would have a, a larger span. And, and it all says the same thing. It's yeah, they just just love one another. Yeah. So, so that's that's it's don't it. be an asshole. Is usually essentially it's the Bill and Ted. Uh, be excellent. Be excellent to each other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice pull. Nice and so I turn and I'm staring at her and she's giving me this goofy smile. And the guy's got Hang his on, back. Is she turn. attractive? She's very attractive. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean that's, even though you're not going to follow yeah. through, yeah, yeah. for my thought purposes, I would like for her to be attractive. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. that little intrigue. Uh, I mean, if she looked like, you know, Jonah. Yes. Yeah, so, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> her beard was fine. Um, <laughs> she but, trimmed it nicely. She, well, she, she, and I was actually talking to Allison about this because. Um, that scenario could have worked out really poorly for me because if I would have made any kind of like, hey, you know, or made a, a sound like, ooh, mm-hmm. don't, don't touch. Her husband was close enough. He was an earshot to be like, what are you doing to my wife? Are you touching my wife? And I, I might have got a fist to the face. That's all I kept thinking. Like this guy, he was already drunk, too. So what if he thought I was hitting on her? This is one where the double standard doesn't work. She's a classy lady. Huh? Classy Oh, lady. she's not classy. <laughs> you, know, you didn't I, sense the sarcasm you know, in my you know, voice I, there? I, yeah, but you get the idea, man. Like, if the situation is reversed and I'm a female bartender and the husband is grabbing her leg and the wife is standing right next to her, if she yelled about it, the husband immediately would... Uh, Hey, I didn't what? I was just reaching yeah. for my wallet. And, and, the, and the wife would be pissed at the husband, I'd imagine. But this or the scenario, girl. She's a slut. <laughs> <laughs> I think the wife could have been like, hey, he's touching me, like instantly if I would have said anything. So I don't know. What's your guys' take on that? Um, Go for the threesome? Right. <laughs> That's always the first response. No matter what the scenario, even if it doesn't involve like a woman hitting on you, always go for the threesome. Like so, I went to the library and I checked out this book, and man, I hadn't read it in a long time. Go for the three. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the story. And then uh, she kept staring at me the rest of the night, which is kind of creepy. So I don't know. 
But intriguing at the same time. It's intriguing. It's not intriguing in the sense of you're considering it. But I'm a single man. It's a lot more. It's a different story. Completely different story. Like, just so makes, how do I make I this work? Just, I think it just makes your night a little more interesting. <laughs> I was I was actually a little bit scared. Yeah, I, I really yeah, I was a little bit scared because like, the guy was rolling five guys deep too. So I mean, it's husband wife. Maybe they're swingers. Maybe she wanted to bring into the that's, mix. That's the other uh, thing that could have been <laughs> it. Maybe she was a swinger because who does that? The wife is standing right next to the husband, like within two feet. Oh, these were new people to the bar. Or I've never seen them. Oh, okay, so I've never seen them. So I'm pretty sure they're going to hear this who, podcast. Who does that? Okay, they, I would think it's a swinger, right? Woo women <laughs> are born of woo girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> they like like a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Yes, they spread their wings, but the woo does not go away. I was just talking to Luke about this other day because you guys were talking how um, anybody who's never been in a fight has probably let their friends down. Yeah, I, yeah. I called Luke immediately after he said that, and I said, you're full of shit because I've never been in a fight. <laughs> I, I like that the the podcast is getting reactions. I immediately st- I hit pause and called him and told him he was full of shit. Um, but if I could beat up anybody. It, be no... it doesn't have to have any reason. It's just. <laughs> you, you get, if it's in, it's, you're not killing anybody. No, you're just beating the shit beating out of the them. shit out of somebody. You get to pick whoever you want. I don't know. I mean, obviously, most people are going to go for somebody that's awful. Yeah, but, but I've already used like Hitler. You, already, yeah, so you, Hitler, you already him erased him from the Actually, time stream, yeah, so he's, he's, gone. he's gone. So let's see who's somebody that just is. Oh, one of them Kardashians, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You got to or Bieber. You got to Bieber. You're going to pick Bieber. Oh, but the Kardashians have so much stupid shit on TV. There's a lot of them, though, and you can't yeah. pick all of them. But the one with the with the kid named Southwest or whatever its name is. That's that's the baby. You're going to beat up the baby? No, not the baby. <laughs> it's just the baby, not dude. Not the baby, but uh, what's that, Kim? She's named after an airline. Leave her alone. Kim's pretty ridiculous. This, I don't think we have a definitive answer yet. I think, is, that one, yeah. is that the one that has? Kim is the main one. She's, She's like the, the star. She's the one that had the sex tape. Northwest used to be an airline. All right. It did used to, it used to be an airline. Yeah. Now let's just go with uh, Kim. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so you're a woman beater. You're just wailing on Kim Kardashian in she, the middle of the street. She deserves it. Come on. <laughs> I don't know too many people that would stop you, so I think the other side of the story that I kept hearing and it was from Whoopi Goldberg, of all people. Oh, God. She fucking starts talking about, you know, oh, women shouldn't raise a hand to a man. And I agree with Whoopi on that respect. I do, too. Women should not hit a dude. All right? You shouldn't hit anybody. You shouldn't hit anybody. You shouldn't hit anybody. You shouldn't hit another person. In anger and violence, it shouldn't happen. But I also live in a reality where I judge everything on a case-by-case scenario. There's no, like, blanket, one-size-fits-all for me. Okay. And a scenario where this leaf of a woman is hitting a football player, he could have done anything to restrain her. In and his, in his now, defense, he's, it, he's a pretty small football player. <laughs> I was going to mention that. Like, he's not the biggest of the motherfuckers. But let, let, let's let's just say... He could have handled that situation by holding her arms to her side yeah. or something along those lines. She would have kicked. She would have bit. She would have screamed. He All right, re- well, he reacted. And I, and he I, reacted. And I reference uh, the fucking incident with the rapper Jay-Z and Beyonce's sister, Solange, which basically sounds like a cold medicine. Like, 
She was hitting him in the elevator. They got footage of this. She's yeah. like wail on him. He just kind of ducking away. Like, yeah. And they mocked Jay-Z for that. And they mocked for him. Yeah, but Jay-Z is not going to get an eight-game suspension and lose his money because Jay-Z is a fucking smart businessman. He knows he can probably put her through the wall. It, why would he benefit from hitting well, he'd her? he'd probably just you know cut off, cut her off. So yeah. You cut off. <laughs> Take that, Beyonce's sister. Yeah. Solange. You don't know how to sing. I think we had to talk about condoms in high school. I yeah. really do. Mr. Limbaugh. Why didn't, you, why didn't you cite me in the paper? Gives a possible scenario of, of two fake teens, and I'm going to change the name. Luke and Susie. Okay. Luke states, hey, everything is okay. Nothing will go wrong. Heck, the school gave me this condom. They know what they're doing. Do you think you'd ever say, heck, it's going to be all right, Susie? I don't think you were trying to get laid. I I turned I turned whoever that kid was into like a 1950s. Right. Oh, heck, Susie. The beaver. (laughs) Let's go down to the malt shop. The beaver's got a girlfriend named Susie. So that's that's my report on uh, condoms. It kind of just drags on like that. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure you probably. uh, I hope I get the phone call from St. Joe's. I'm sure they're just biding their time for it to become a hot topic again. (laughs) I I I, uh, I I have one on uh, on uh, gay marriage. That's that long. Wow. And uh, wow, uh, you can tell homophobe Nick is is coming out strong on that one. <laughs> gay people are scary. <laughs> I might scary. Well, I might, so, might as well title it "Gay People Are Scary to Me" in 1997. <laughs> I'm so frightened. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said they should get married, but no children, absolutely no kids. Like, I don't think oh that's my, possible. Nick. Oh, my God. Well, they can adopt. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> you, you, Oh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's uh, so bad, Jesus. it's good. So, I'm sorry. I had to read that. I thought I, you'd I, enjoy I, it. I bought my friend Ken his first pack of condoms because he was embarrassed. <laughs> no fucking way. Yeah, but we went in. So, we go into, like, a speedway, and uh, he said... Uh, I said, he's like, oh, you know, we're going to whatever, fuck, or whatever. We're going to diddle? Yeah. And uh, I said, no, do you got condoms? He's like, no, I'm embarrassed to buy them. And I said, come on, man. So we went to the Speedway, and I go in, and I'm waiting in line. And he, like, you know, kind of walks around the store like he's looking for something. <clears throat> and uh, and then, I, you know, I buy them, and he's, like, waiting by the door waiting for me. And there's, like, all these people behind me. And uh, <clears throat> so I, I pay for them. I take the bag and I throw it to him. I go, here's your rubbers. Like that. <laughs> and he stops and his face turns beet red and he goes, oh, God. And he runs out. Here's your prophylactic. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> our, our shitty little conversations, which I enjoy so much, are now being enjoyed by other people. So we'll hey, happy just, anniversary, yeah, man. Happy anniversary, man. We'll go spoon later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we have... Bunch of fucking things to talk about. Holy shit. So speaking of Vegas, I was just there. Yep. Again. Uh, I had to do a show called SEMA, uh, which is a racing show, which is awesome. I mean, there's cars and there's makeshift customized vehicles and there's celebrities and there's comedians. I saw Sinbad standing right next to me. Do you I classify th- him th- as a celebrity I or thought, comedian? I, he was a D-list comedian, but he, he was... Um, you know, I thought he was dead. <laughs> it's good to see he was on his feet. Yeah, that's all. He's not dead. Just his career is dead. <laughs> so we, we uh, 
as I'm in Las Vegas, this has nothing to do with Las Vegas. Uh, my normal shift at the wine bar is Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. So I get some text messages from my brother-in-law. He's like, oh, by the way, just a normal Wednesday night here at Cuvée. The fucking Stanley Cup is at the bar with the Hanson brothers from Slapshot. Okay. And he is taunting me with photo after photo of the Stanley Cup sitting at the bar. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Why the fuck was the Stanley Cup with the hand? They talk about it like this is cherished, handle it with white gloves. Well, yeah, and they, they have a it, handler they, with white gloves. And they give it to the fucking Hanson brothers to bring to a wine bar in Elmhurst. They were doing it some sort of event, and they needed an after party. And uh, from what I understand, they contacted uh, my uncle, who was the owner of the place. And they said, we got about 40 people. We got the Stanley Cup with us. Mm-hmm. You can't tell anybody. If you tell anybody, we're not going to even come in. It's going to be pointless because there'll be like 100 people sitting there waiting for the damn cup to show up. Mm-hmm. So this is the stipulations. You want to make it happen? I mean, like if it's there and people start finding out about it, that's one thing. Because mm-hmm. everyone will see the cup walking by the place right. and be like, oh, that's no, awesome. good for business. But you can't just like put it on Facebook and have everyone just show up and all of a sudden the Stanley Cup is there. So uh, he said, not a problem. And I didn't even tell my dad. <laughs> because he would have told his wife Dale. Yeah. She would have been there in five seconds. She would have called her son. Her son would have called his. I mean, that's how it works. I mean, instantly, it's just going to trickle down. What I didn't know about the Stanley Cup is there's, there's only one. Yeah. It's not like the the Major League Baseball trophy. Or the, no, they the, give the, it back. They, it's just, and they said it was dingus shit. And the pictures are amazing mm-hmm. of it. And I'm just thinking, wow, I should be there right now, my normal Wednesday shift. Mm-hmm. And. Just getting taunted. So I give give Andrew credit. There's a little pat on the back for your uh, excellent taunting ability. That was pretty good, especially him posing with it, and the Hanson brothers about to punch him in the face, which was a classy photo. They did, they, they took like several photos where they're grabbing guys by their collars and acting like they're about. to I'm hit trying him to listen to the fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking losing. Got my eye on the three of you guys. You put one thing, you're out of this game. Now I run a clean game here. I have any trouble, I'll suspend you. I'm looking at a fucking song! The the thing that killed me this week, uh, Bill Cosby's PR manager uh, probably runs his Twitter account. I would seriously doubt that Bill Cosby knows how to run Twitter. Right. Okay. Uh, he puts up a picture of Bill Cosby in his, you know, classic little golf hat. And he goes, hey, Internet, meme me, thinking it would be something hilarious. And they'll put little Bill Cosbyisms like Jello pudding and everything. But the Internet didn't do that. The Internet took that picture and ran wild with it. So if you go on Google and you look up images of Bill Cosby meme mm-hmm. rape, they have the most vile shit with Bill Cosby's picture smiling. Yeah. Like, there's two things I like, Jello pudding and rape. <laughs> It just and it just goes on and on like that. And I don't know why I'm laughing at Been all. Been tied to the bed. <laughs> He's like, and what? I penetrated her anally without any lubrication. <laughs> now, <laughs> she was over there with the, so I had to gag her. <laughs> <laughs> I had this conversation yesterday, and it fucking dissolved the same way. 
And I melted the jello pudding pop onto Aww. her. Oh. Uh. <laughs> and it's always the goofiest goddamn photo. So, like, yeah. Let's remember the time I ate cake funny and forget about all the rape stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill. Bill. Fucking Bill Cosby, man. Bill Cosby. Pay for I, a hooker, Bill. Uh, Steve, I don't uh, want the hills. Since this is your first uh, official episode recording Hooray. with us, all right, uh, we're going to haze you a little bit. Uh-oh. We're going to ask you some questions, okay? Damn it. We'll put you under the microscope. I think this will be entertaining Son for everybody, okay? Bitch. I don't recall signing up for this. All right. Uh, the first you're question I have. Uh, you're a single man right now, right, Steve? That is correct. All right. So these questions are all appropriate, and I don't have to worry about some chick Son writing me on the side like, I care you ask Steve these questions. All right. <laughs> Can I say that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> Only in that voice. All right. So, Steve, you start dating a new girl. How many dicks is too many dicks for Steve Barta? What? And so, in other words... he Right now, he's going, okay, I got one in each hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other words, all right, Steve, you've got a great relationship going on, but you find out that this chick has a past. How many dicks is too many dicks for oh, Steve Barta? like how many, how many former dicks? lovers does she have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how many licks does it take to get to the center? <laughs> wow. Um, I am, um, I'm a little bit more of a live in the now kind of guy. So as long as it's under 30, <laughs> as long as you can't hear, as long as you can't hear it in the wind, you're good with it. <laughs> if I have to take off my shoes to count it, <laughs> um, I suppose as long as there's no, uh, lingering connections and or diseases, right. I, I guess that's oh, she's clean. irrelevant. She's clean. All right. Uh, okay. So past the fine. All right. But this is a current question. All right. Could you date a stripper? Yes. No problem with that? Absolutely. Grinding her cooter on every person that walks into the fucking club, no matter what. Everybody gives it up for something. Luke, I extend the question to you. Could you? I am. (laughs) (laughs) Does Amy know about her? (laughs) Yeah, I don't care what people... I mean, it would be probably a very quick thing, because I would probably be like two, three dates. Three, two, three dates, and I'd go. Eh, you, no, I don't, I don't know if I could do it, man. I was really. I mean, well, even when I was single, like if that opportunity came, I. Huh. <laughs> it, I just don't. I don't. If I was a hot I'd chick, I'd then. probably be like a stripper or a lesbian porn star or something. It goes to our next question, Steve. All right, you can date a stripper. Could you marry a former porn star? <laughs> Could now, you not marry yeah, a former porn star? Okay, she's done. She's out of the business. However, she's filmed at least 300 movies. Let me let me put this <laughs> to you. Well, Before you to answer the first question, Steve, is that so my can, limit was 30. Yeah, yeah, so if they've Steve, done 300 Steve let, me, let me put it to you this way. Is it easier... <laughs> I don't like I you got to trudge through to Iraq and Mike Brown to get to this point. Is it easier to teach her to vacuum or to bring a friend home? She's already bringing the friend home. Just oh. every so often, you got to ask her to vacuum. I'll wash the dishes, honey. <laughs> I'm so confused. No, no it, it's it's... It's what does vacuuming conundrum. have to do with anything? I'm just saying, you marry a nice girl, you got to teach her to be oh, filthy yeah, for so, you so, sometimes. So, well, we'll just put you marry out. a bad girl. She's a sweet girl. She's going to love you for the rest of your life. I just don't know if you could have the emotional baggage of 300 movies, especially if you have kids and all that. Like, Could you bring yourself... 
to marry this person. And would you would you constantly be thinking that she's always thinking back to the anacondas that she took on <laughs> in those movies, <laughs> and you're chasing her with the four inch killer? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah welcome to the haze. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the the four inch killer. <laughs> well, well, first of all. <laughs> All right, there's like three angles. It's like, all right, it's four and a half, first of all. Yeah. For starters, you Don't worry about it, Steve. I made you from the tape to the tip. Yeah, don't don't count the balls. Tape to the tip, my friend. Well, we have it on on good authority from a previous special episode that you have a tiny dick, Luke. (laughs) Apparently, Aaron. Damn you, Aaron. Damn you, Aaron. (laughs) Setting up video cameras. We love you, Aaron. Oh, man. Um, you know, if she was if she was done and it was over and we were genuinely in love, why not? Oh man, you're a braver soul than me. I couldn't do it. I couldn't be like you know go to well, my here, kid's high school graduation yeah. and like, hey, oh, I remember your mom from Deep Digger Six. Well, you know, you know what? I kidding? I'd walk people. in like a fucking rock star. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh right, she's mine. Oh, it just sounds Get so her disturbing. filmography tattooed on my I back. Guess I'm a rude, man. I just, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> Get her tattoo on your back? No, get her get her filmography tattooed on my back. <laughs> That's a lot of films, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got um, a lot of surface area. I'm good. You would have the word goo guzzlers on your back. Right. With those... You, you, with are those. you in the, on the camp that everyone does it? Masturbate? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Come on. Any, <laughs> were you one of those kids in high school? Like, no, I don't do that. That's ridiculous. I don't think we talked about it. I think it was just kind of, you kind of gave a, a knowing nod to someone. Like, yeah. No, we had, you know, you kind of, you kind of look at someone and give them the, the real quick little one, one head down. Like I rubbed one out last night. All right. Uh, a quick slap of the hands of the guys over at the other show. I'm um, that just happened. Me and Rodney went to school and I don't know if Rodney remembers this with a kid we called turbo <laughs> because he caught, he got caught spanking in the fucking St. Joe's bathroom one time, which you know, as a young man in a high school, if you get caught doing it, it's, oh, oh, just... Well, that, he deserved that. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you can't wait till you get home... That's what I'm saying, man. Come on. It's like, go home, You man. deserve the bullying after that point, you know. You really that's, where, that's where bullying is actually justified, is when... Rodney, if you remember Turbo, let me know. That was... If, yeah. if you get caught spanking it, I, I would venture to guess the principal probably mocked him. <laughs> It's a great nickname, too. Turbo. <laughs> His hand was going so well, what do you, you know, the principal probably calls him, what's up, one-eye? You know. <laughs> the online uh, porn sharing communities, it's like YouTube, but I, if, if you don't know what this stuff is, you're probably not vile human beings like me and Luke. But if you do know what the stuff is, then, you know. I am aware of them yeah. for research purposes only. <laughs> As I told you before the show, I, I have been taking part in the study and not even knowing it. If you're a guy with a smartphone, you've probably heard of it. Ooh, Otis is hugging the cord. Anyway, so the Cambridge University study that came out basically was looking at the brainwave patterns of people with addictions to drugs. Mm-hmm. And they found that it has the exact same patterns of people that called themselves addicted to online pornography. So essentially they were matching things up and then they, they stated essentially that porn is more addictive than drugs. And marijuana was the thing they cited in particular. Okay. And I really had to think about that for a second 
because I am a, a man of technology and I have known to click on a website or two in my time. I don't think it's one of those things I uh, need like a, a drink or anything like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, if if it wasn't there, would you care? I guess is a better question. Now that it's there, like all full disclosure, how often <laughs> you well, go I mean, to one of these websites? There was a point. <laughs> there was a point. It's not. A, there was a point. It wasn't there. It's like water. You can't you can't click on the internet without getting hit by something that's right in front of you. Even if it's just something as simple sure. as like the chive or or uh, what's that Reddit. Like everything vile. Amy, you agree, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, I I I think all addiction probably runs the same brainwaves. So you could talk cigarettes, you could talk chewing tobacco, you can talk porn, you can addiction to anything. I'm sure the mind functions very very similarly in all ways. I just like the thought and idea of people at Cambridge in big English accents talking about pornography. That would be a fucking cool study. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, people study like cockroaches and crap and yeah. shit like that, and you're like, wow, that. Ha- how do you sit there and go, hmm, I wonder about cockroaches? But if yeah. someone said, how do you, what do you think about porn addiction? I'd be like, let's dig into this. Well, clearly, he's more into double penetration than anything else. Yes. <laughs> Midget porn seems to draw the most addiction. It's, it's so. I, the thing that caught me, the entire article and everything was. It's more addictive. And so is that the way everything's going toward? Because, like, yeah, how do you decide? The instant access. More addictive. I mean, that's still, unless it has a physical, like, heroin is like an instant addiction. Crack is like an instant. I'd be looking for raw hands more than anything else. Well, I mean, but what I'm saying, I mean, you can, you can gauge your evidence. You can gauge the chemicals that come in the body when you have, when you take a hit of crack. And you can say these chemicals, but to say brain waves, I mean, how do you just? Oh, it's brain waves. I want to. I want to. I'm going to go back and uh, read the article just to double check, fact check myself. But, yeah, fact uh, check and maybe do some research. <laughs> your some of your own research. Draw your own conclusions. I encourage all of you out there, all listeners, to draw your own conclusions on porn. There's six women coming for Jimmy. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're going to line up like circus seals. How old are they? Probably <laughs> like... Can I leave for five like, minutes to pee? Can are I they mid-30s or 40s? If you leave, all we're doing... Jimmy, Jimmy, I won't rip on you until you get back because you need to set me up. It. You need to throw me a softball. <laughs> <laughs> Underhand. Just float it. Try like to, Rookie of the Year. Try not Cubs to, movie. <laughs> just float it. Hey, hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, try not to... I never understood why they didn't the call in their closer. Okay, I... You know what? First of all, let's 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 break apart that movie a little bit. All right. Which one? There's 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 starting pitcher, the, the rookie of the year, the kid from American Pie when he was young. Oh God, that's the same guy. That was right. him. That was right. That's the kid oh, from yeah. it's, it's, it's not like uh, it's, it's not the guy that fucked the pie. It's the other kid. But um, you're right. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So he threw a fastball from, from the stands from the bleachers to the catcher. Yeah. Okay, like. <laughs> <laughs> really, you're, you're you're really trying to say the physics of rookie of the year. Do you know how fast that ball has to travel just to get to the catcher? Like, if he was their pitcher, he would murder the catcher. It would have gone right through his glove. Well, they probably was he holding back? They you know, probably like, you know what bothered me most? That was his slow ball. You know what bothered? Miles an hour. You know what bothered me most about that movie? The Cubs won the World Series. 
is that they didn't bring in their closer to face the last guy like I just said. <laughs> what bothers me most is that the only other pitcher that apparently was on the team was Gary Buehler. <laughs> And, he, and that was pre-car crash, Gary. And he, he was actually sane. And he can't throw. He threw like a girl. He short-armed everything. We're, we're still talking about Rookie of the Year, Jimmy. Gary Busey. Well, I, I want to ask you a question about Gary and Busey. by Rookie of the Year, we mean the girl you're dating this year. <laughs> <laughs> he floated it in! <laughs> you said right into that one! I can tell the camping trip story when he had to. Uh, he we were playing whatever game and he had to take off all of his. Oh, clothes. the Jonah Trot Jenga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he had to. He had to run. It was funny because he had to run naked. He was so fucking hammered, and he had to take off all of his clothes. So anyway, to context, there's a Jenga. It's the fucking game where you take the little wooden pieces out, and whoever is the last person to make it fall. So like, the, it's a tower, and so uh, before Jenga made it. Uh, there is a truth or dare Jenga. And we basically took the concept and we wrote little things on the bottom of the wooden pieces as you slide them out. So one of the wooden pieces would be like chug a beer or the other wooden piece would be, which one of my favorite would trade clothes, uh, clothes with the, uh, the person sitting next to you, which is always funny seeing Gabby and Jimmy trade clothes and shit like that. So, you know, which is ridiculous. Jimmy. So, and they would fit Jimmy. <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, and so, one of the uh, the planks that we took out, and Jonah was blasted. I, he had no reason to be playing this game in the first place because he was already done. Like this, this, this was a game that people wanted to start getting drunk with, and Jonah was already yeah, it was like one in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the bottom of his tile was strip, mm-hmm. and that leads and you to what you <laughs> he stripped, and he just kind of standing there hunched over because he's drunk. Balls and naked from ball, Balls yeah, naked. Yeah, so. so he started like prancing. <laughs> That's sort called. Sort of like tiptoe running. I called the Jonah Trot. <laughs> um, and he ran up, and Kate, who we talked about last week, was sitting in the at the uh, picnic table on the other side, and he ran up and like basically <laughs> I, oozed his body over her and just laid on her naked. And she was going, ah! I, I, I believe it was his balls that hit the back of her neck. There possibly is. Yeah, so... Um, and she had to... Then she apologized to Aaron <laughs> for having Jonah's naked body touch her because she felt like she had done something wrong. Um, and so... Maybe the whole city of Villa Park is haunted. <laughs> That's my fucking thought, man. So I did a little bit more research on it a couple of years ago, and apparently there's, uh, like, there, what is it? Um, Wiccans or something like that. Okay. Who will frequently dress in red robes. And do little rituals and whatnot. But what, why the fuck were they chasing us? They weren't. They were walking. No, they were chasing They us. heard a noise and went to investigate. Well, I ran out of the place and they were fucking keeping maybe they're like step Mike, with me. Maybe they're so. like Michael Myers and they keep up with people walking, <laughs> even though the person's running. He gets shot a lot. So what do you guys take of the story? What well, do you think? I mean, I, I know Rich and I met Frank. And, yep. you know... They were probably looking at you guys, the way the three of you probably dancing in the same way that you looked at them. Yeah, I mean they're Wiccans, so they're basically celebrating the fucking Earth. So <laughs> they were probably killing us. My squirrel. make is was... that <laughs> here's, my make, here's my make. Uh, Wiccans are not scary. They make baskets. Apparently, wicked wickers. Uh, That's racist. And uh, 
they don't. One of my servers is Wiccan, and I always ask her when she's going to weave me a basket. And uh, ask her about the red robe thing, man. I'll ask that, her. That was I'll that ask was her. surreal. Um, yeah, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. There's weird shit. I mean, fucking Catholic Church, they dress in robes too and carry candles. They just don't do it in the third floor of an abandoned warehouse. Well, they got more money. <laughs> Well, the other stuff, uh, the kiss, man, the kiss. Oh, what do you think about Sam the kiss? Thing? Oh man! Well, there's a lot more to it than a kiss. I mean, it's it's you know, you got the draft. Did he get drafted too late? Uh, okay, let's start with that. Yeah. All right, I, I listen to Mike and Mike in the morning. It's a popular show on ESPN. Yeah, uh, their show is very formula formula. What try? What's the word I'm looking for? Formulaic. Formulaic. But it's still a good show. I, I think sure. uh, they get their points across, but you can tell that they're playing off each other and everything like that. Oh, yeah, but they, I like them. They, they, got, they got enough sports knowledge to uh, keep me interested. And the, and the thing about Michael Sam, he was drafted where he was supposed to be drafted. Probably. I mean... Yeah, he's small and slow. It, he's not going to be that guy in the NFL that's going to be, you know, first-round draft pick. No, no, they're saying like he's that. probably going to be like a special teams player. Yeah, so, I mean... Football. That's that's football right there. That's that's what it is. I yeah. mean, if they got lucky drafting him so low, we'll find out. You know, I I don't even know if he makes the team. I I don't know. And I hate the advocates to come up. He's not going to make the team because he's gay. No, oh, he's course. not going to make the team if he sucks. That's yeah. the simple thing. You got to. They didn't draft him to then to then. Yeah. Uh, be homophobic. And well, they didn't draft say, him to get the extra fucking eighty cameras. Yeah, during the uh, you know the the training camp. Hey, let's draft the gay guy. Yeah, and then we won't let him make the team. That makes that'll, no sense. That'll teach gay people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I because I, again, I said I'm a fucking radio whore. I listen to a lot of shows, left leaning, right leaning, all the time. And there were some left leaning shows and people that don't fucking follow sports. That's what kills me. Like. I, I think I'm a sports guy. I don't know a lot as like somebody that's fanatical about it, but I know enough to know the dude might get cut. You yeah, know what I'm saying? He's, pretty he, much. Yeah, he might get cut. I mean, let's let's take the whole sexuality out of it. Yeah. And these people are talking about like, oh, it's a it's a travesty. He's getting picked so low. This is the state of like he got picked yeah. first of all. Yeah, he got drafted. Yeah, he got They're, drafted. What about all the straight men that didn't get drafted? I didn't get fucking drafted. <laughs> is it because I like pussy? And I <laughs> pro gay marriage, pro gay family. I am all about that. God bless America. There's 17 states that have it now. Good for you guys. But I mean, let's be honest. This is about a fucking football player, and that's it. That's where it ends. Yeah, that's where it ends. <laughs> As you know, your brother-in-law, Ted. I call him Good Guy Ted. Uh, yeah, and Ted is is one of the nicest guys on the planet. Always got a smile for everybody. Doesn't think like a normal man. <laughs> okay. I don't know where you're going with this. He's great. Uh, Retarded. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's just too mind. nice. Yeah. He's, he's, okay, so he told a story. Oh, you know, there's another Mojo's in Joliet. There is? Yeah, that's like yeah. a club. It's, okay. it's, it's a garbage. It's a music venue. They, yeah. They it's it's right across there. from where the department was. Understood. Okay. So he tells the story how they went there, and Gabby was trying to reconnect with some old friends. Okay. And has this friend that she like went to high school with show up. And Ted's like, yeah, she, you know, she's really nice and you know personable, and we're all just talking. And she has like two drinks, 
and then she completely loses her inhibitions. Ah, okay, it's one of those. <laughs> um, well, listen. So <laughs> he tells this story, and he <clears throat> says she all of a sudden shows us a picture of her tits on her phone. Really? Yeah. Nice. Then it's just <laughs> nice. she has about a half hour where she's, you know, like that, and then she starts getting really sick. Okay. All right. So as the story goes on, they end up taking her to the emergency room and find out she got roofied, which ties into our story. Okay? Oh, shit. So someone had roofied her. It and comes together. Uh, your brother-in-law, who works at the hospital, your other brother-in-law, mm-hmm. had told them that it's probably once a week that someone comes in from Mojo's Fuck. that gets roofied there. They need that really? nail polish. Okay. <laughs> at the door. So Run. before, you know, I said, so before you found out she was roofied and she's being all rubbing on you and showing you tits, did you go for the threesome? <laughs> <laughs> Jonah, he, tra- I'm treading into dangerous waters now, so I'm going to be quiet for a little And he looks at me, and he goes, well, no, like flabbergasted. And I'm like, I know you're not going to roof here, okay? And once you find out someone slipped or something bad, but at this point, all you know is she got a couple beers in her, and she's all of a sudden flashing tits. And, go, and I said, Ted, the normal move is to go for the threesome. <laughs> So no comment. <laughs> so, you know, I'm like I said, I said, you know, once you find out she's roofied, she went to the hospital and everything. He goes, and she won't she's never talked to us again. I think she was embarrassed and all that. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. I've had nights like that where I've completely made an ass of myself, but if you own it real quick, then it's just eh, like, Well, but you have friends with you. I mean, this is someone she hadn't seen in years, uh, and then all of a sudden but I I think most guys would have gone for the threesome. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have gone for the threesome. I I I don't know. I just don't have that the, the cojones to like try to pull that off. I'm not like the sixteen year old boy that nailed two teachers at the same time. I, <laughs> I, I, I could never be that kid. I you know you gotta be like cur- pretend I could be that kid in my brain, but you know, oh Mrs. Johnson. Sometimes you gotta say what the fuck. Climax. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. I was gonna make a comic strip of you cutting off your foot. To get the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> put nice. all this shit up here. I think that. that I honestly, I mean, at some point with all the fucking shit I say, I'm sure I would have offended this person. And when once I offended them and went, wow, they're easily fucking offended. Yeah, then you kind of just. I would have been like, eh, I don't want to. I don't want you to come to my party or. I don't really want to hang out with that person tonight. Who who was it? That, was Anne that said like, "Well, apparently I'm a big time rapist." <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to you, Anne. Cheers to you, Anne. That's why I I saw Tim crying in the fetal position. <laughs> well, the other one was That's why uh, he needs his lasers and music in the basement to, to find his happy place, <laughs> just to drown out the tears. <laughs> Get over here, she Tim. Keeps touching my shoulder, and I want to fucking sleep. <laughs> Put a baby in here. No, I'm <laughs> it's fucking awful. But yeah, the, the other thing we got support. I don't even know if it's support, but we asked opinions from everybody that was listening to the last show about the worst insult for women. And I actually got some more feedback from a few other people. But the general consensus for that was uh, the the only other answer I got was I don't appreciate it being called stupid by yeah. anybody. Stupid was the was the one that could possibly tip the scales when it comes to fat. No pun intended. Which makes yeah. sense because 
if you with this big push for the plus size models and these are real women, you know, yeah. that all that crap. Yet being called fat is still the worst thing that you can be called. I mean, you want to you want to raise a woman up and and make everything equal and, you know, celebrate vaginas or whatever you want to do. Woo, vagina. Woo. They make stuff feel good. <laughs> but if you want to do that, then get over if someone calls you fat and worry about if someone calls you stupid. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, that's well, I, I don't I don't see the point in saying, well, this is a real woman. She has curves and and she's a size whatever. Fine. But then don't worry about yourself. Don't worry about your physical self-image. If that if if someone's words are going to affect you, then you're obviously not as, you know, I mean, forward thinking as you think you are. I don't I I think me growing up personally, right? Like I've always considered myself fat, fatter, all right? Um, but fatter than I've who? I've always made or whom? I don't know. Is it whom, whom, whom? I don't know. Ah, fuck it. But either way, dude, like when I grew up, like I've seen girls that were bigger, I guess, than the skinny stick girls. I've always thought they were hot or something like that. I think usually it's always more like a a body issue, like if they're uh, unclean or if they look disheveled. That's always what turned me off. Yeah. I I mean, mean, you could be bigger and be in shape. You you could look hot as shit and be bigger. It's, you know, I don't think there's any shame in being a curvier woman, you know. And and I think it was uh, it was one of our listeners. I'll name drop Emily. She was the one pointing out that it's the real reason is because maybe sometimes there's a truth behind it, and right. that's why it hurts a lot. And I was like, well, I didn't even kind of think about that. I mean, I I, I would consider most people that's calling somebody a fat just to hurt their feelings, but I don't think they'll be like, you're literally rotund, and you know. Yes, I thought I'd point that out to you. Yeah, I mean, because most people hang know on, hang on, fat. put that put that pie down. <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about something. I want to insult you now. You're very fat. Well, yeah. I mean, isn't everybody kind of fucking out of shape, though? I, I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we all got a little little chub on the sides. What? Everyone's, every, yeah, I mean, everyone's got something you can insult. You just got to be really good at insulting people. You're a fucking king at that, man. So, so then I win. You win. I say it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, brief note. Um, what my colleague uh, from another country came in. I'm not going to say any names, but uh, I was refer. We went to a tilted kilt, okay, and we saw the uh, the tattoos on the back. You know, we call them tramp stamps. Mm-hmm. And he goes, "Oh, they got another phrase." And he said it in his language. And I was like, well, "What does that mean?" He's like, "What's the things on top of uh, the deer's head?" And I was like, "Antlers." He's like, "Yeah, we call them ass antlers." <laughs> I was like, "Bravo." <laughs> I was like, I guess it makes perfect sense. So, uh, so let's let's just rewind, dude. All right, Ernie's theory. Okay, for the most part, the result is correct, but I still don't know if his actual theory of Mister Sterling re- leaking the audio himself or having one of his associates do it is correct. That's the theory. That's the main. I I got the numbers fucked up when it comes to the cost of the team. Yeah. I'll I grant a, you that. I said a billion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously and that's still maybe the value. It, yeah. But if somebody's going to pay 2 billion for it, that's, well, right. Yeah, I so. mean, he was bidding. It was a bid. So I don't know if it was like secret or whatnot, but I mean, if that idiot wants to pay $2 billion for the Clippers, fucking just so stupid. But I mean, but the overall theory, maybe 
is that he did it to inflate the uh, the price of the team. So the end result, Ernie is sort of right. Ernie's kind of right. What was the phrase? Uh, Ernie may be right. That's what it Ernie was. Ernie may be right. <laughs> uh, so now we just need the smoking gun that you know shows that he's the he's the leak. He he's planted. The leak. He planted it all along. I don't know. I mean, I you, the dude's so unpredictable. First, it's I'll sell the team. Then it's I'm giving rights to my wife. And then it's I'm not selling the team. I'll fight this. And then like the next day, the seat team sold. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, yeah, the, the, the latest I think last night was he was gonna fight it, and he's suing the NBA for one billion dollars. Well, something shit, like that this. would definitely you know sell the team for two billion, get another billion from I, the NBA. So which which still goes along with Ernie's theory. Well, the, you know, and it's a good theory. In that sense, that it was, you know, that's what happened. I don't know if he intended it, but I can't. You know, I'd like to touch like... on the fact that he is suing and why he's suing, and he was kind of right. I actually, you know, just going again. I think we always have to specify is that nobody here is agreeing with the dude, but from when it comes to a legal standpoint, I I can't see how uh, he could lose the team based on. What was said. Now, at the same time, I will say it's a private organization, the NBA, right? Sure. So I think the owners have a right to try and kick them out. But I, I just seriously can't see how they could realistically take the team away from him. So if he, yeah. If well, he it's not taking billion, the team. They're forcing him to sell. So it's not like he's walking away with nothing. He's. I, I don't see how he gets hurt with the exception of like, you know, public. Well, you know, he was also fined how much? quarter of a million 2.5 million oh 2.5 2.5 it's it's the largest fine you can get okay now there's never been a fine like that in the nba he said some inflammatory statements at no time did he use derogatory words also goes with ernie's theory okay in the terminology that he was saying he He, he didn't drop any bombs or anything like that his words were i love black people i just don't want them associated with the team okay which is ridiculous since his whole lineup's black but um, <laughs> his general manager, I think, too. So. Um, no, his coach. His coach, coach, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he had pointed out Kobe Bryant, who... And Magic Johnson, who was awesome. All right, fuck Magic Johnson. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first. Smile. <laughs> uh, but Kobe Bryant had said he had called a ref a faggot. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. I, it was that was a few years back, and he wasn't got it? fined like a few thousand dollars. Uh, I, Kobe Bryant, I think, had the no suspension. The king fine, I think he got like two hundred grand or something like that. Yeah, and I, my numbers could be wrong again, but now, I think Kobe Bryant to this day had the the highest amount of of a fine. Yeah, and okay. I think it was like two hundred grand. For so, that. but if you're in my mind, mm-hmm. what Kobe Bryant said, forget the position of the people, put them equal. What Kobe Bryant said was a lot more inflammatory than than what Donald Sterling said. And what was the other example was the dude in uh, Florida who owns the Magic, who supports Cuban. organizations. Mark Cuban? Oh, no, 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 no. no. Sorry, I'm getting everybody confused. Uh, dude that owns, owns Orlando had, say, I guess, supports some organizations that don't support gay marriage or fight gay marriage. Mm. You know, which to me, I, I, I always that's, say. That's the Chick-fil-A You can, you can standard, pick your politics. Yeah. yeah. It does you shouldn't affect your business, um, whatever you know. Uh, but he he pointed to some good examples. He's like, hey, if you're holding me this accountable for what I did, 
why isn't this person held accountable? Why isn't this person held accountable? Absolutely. You know, and Mark Cuban was very honest and said, hey, I, I am bigoted too. I have times where I do things that would be considered, you know, X, Y, Z. I think both of us admitted it in one of these episodes. Yeah, and I think everyone, I think shit. everyone, yeah. you know, uh, has had their, their moments, their instances, their thought process that someone would be like, oh, my God, you're <laughs> racist. You know, <laughs> we're not even racist, like something just to awful or demeaning just to people in general. I mean, all that shit can be used against you. Sure. So. And Cuban was, you know, and there were there was the people that tried to come out and be like, oh, Cuban should be. Ba-. Shut up. You're going to cry. But let's let's go back to Superman. All right. The scene with his dad. You remember this movie? There's a tornado coming through. OK. All right. Tornado coming through. All these cars are like blocking the expressway. I think it was him, his dad, his mom, and the dog in the car, or some shit yeah. like that, and they're fighting. Mm-hmm. So the tornado's coming and fucking everything up. Mm-hmm. So his dad's like, oh, you go under the viaduct or whatever, and I'll rescue the dog. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right there, that's to me just terrible storytelling. I'm sorry. Like The old man is going to get the dog for what reason? I don't know, because my son is a fucking space alien who could just easily pick up the goddamn dog and run with it. Okay, that aside, that aside, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave, leave it to that and say, okay, I'll, I'll believe this. it so far. Who, who played the dad? Kevin Costner. So maybe they just wanted to kill Kevin Costner. <laughs> well, every movie should kill Kevin Costner. Yeah. Except for Dances of Wolves. I like that one. Yeah, um, that too. So... He goes under the viaduct. Kevin Costner's there. So he fucks up his foot or something like that, and he's trying to get the dog out. Dog runs away. So the dog cleverly can just go to where the dog will be safe. Mm-hmm. All right? And Kevin Costner's stuck. Mm-hmm. Tornado is barreling through. The dog is smarter than Kevin Costner. The dog Costner. is smarter than Kevin Costner. The dog manages to get to safety without fucking his help. So, all right, your first line of action was useless, and now you're stuck. Okay. So Superman is... There with like maybe a half you know, this dozen. Maybe, this this discussion may be worse than the movie. No, no, no. no this discussion's going somewhere. All right. There's like 30, 40 people under this fucking viaduct, and Superman is staring back at his dad. The tornado's coming through, and Kevin Costner sticks his hand out, and he's like, "No, don't rescue me. I don't want you to reveal your powers to the forty people that might see you." Because Superman fucking you know can go as quick as a bullet. He could have just ran over there, grabbed him, ran back. And everyone would have been like, what the fuck was that? I don't know. Wind must have took him. Shit. So he just lets his dad get killed by a fucking tornado. Mm-hmm. For what reason, Luke? Tell me the point of that for the movie. Tell because me the point of evolution. Needed, Tell me the point of needed, conflict. Tell me this needed, point. He needed to walk around the field sad. And he needed a reason. <laughs> there was no reason was for that. It was a bad fucking movie. That w- I said it's a bad movie. That- what do you want from me? It sucked. It was stupid. I, I, that movie made, I think, 400 million bucks, too. Because it's, it's Superman and General Zod, and people want to see it. Look, anytime you, you have another planet, what was their home planet? Their home planet sucked. Krypton. Hey. Why don't they have, like, TVs? All their rooms are just these basically plain rooms that they walk <laughs> around in. And they're, like, look like rock. I'm like, dude, you're fucking an advanced species. Get a fucking plasma. Put it up there. Play some fucking PS10 because you should be on that by now. I mean, what the fuck are these people Sex doing? Robotic Alyssa Milano. I'm serious. You know, you know we got the like the futuristic technology thing, right? Like, the, you ever see Thor? That was awesome. They're like, yeah, that was a good movie. That was pretty cool. 
But I mean, I just don't get the fact that his dad has to die. It, it was it was a total cop out as far as writing goes. You made conflict for no reason. Like he doesn't sit around for the rest of the movie and mope about his because dad. his dad dies in the Superman story, but he has a heart attack and he can't save him. That makes more sense to me. Okay, so yeah. a tornado was more exciting. <laughs> With a shitty I'm tornado. sorry, the first Superman with Christopher Reeve, like the first hour was boring as fuck. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm looking at that movie through rose-colored glasses because of, you know, I was a kid when I saw it. But I don't think any kid walking into this movie is going to be like, wow, that was the greatest superhero movie ever. They're walking out like, why did Superman snap the villain's neck at the end? Couldn't he just taken his hand and blocked his ray vision because he's Superman? Couldn't he just uh, made him pass out? But no, he decides the only way to save him is to... If he's that fucking strong, how come he couldn't do that earlier? But all right, never mind. That's Fuck me if again. I know. You just like seem to have memorized the movie. I, I just oh. remember watching it going, that sucked, and blocking it. <laughs> well, they're making this new one now with Ben Affleck, Jonah's boyfriend. And I... You know what the cool thing about They're going to make a billion dollars in that movie. If Jonah was Ben Affleck's boyfriend, Ben Affleck would be the top. And just pound Jonah's mushy ass. <laughs> this is for us. <laughs> Condom free. Uh, I've been going around the wedding, and I've got uh, quite a lot of audio right now. Um, how long have you known Luke Pascal? A long time. Would you say that uh, that entire time has been awful? Nope. I'd have to say. It's Why uh, are, you, are you just lying because uh, you're on the air? Because... Um, we all know that Luke's been basically a disappointment so far, so far in life. Um, so how has he disappointed you? There were no green vegetables, only salad at the reception. Bunch of bullshit, right? I know, right? He fucking did that because of you. You see, like, everyone says, like, these little things. He fucking made it a point to say, Sarah's coming to the wedding. That's my Luke voice. I did not have the green vegetables. Obamacare, right? Right? Am I right? You yeah. know what? That does sound like Luke. Yeah, like it right? does. It does, yeah. Dickhole. Dickhole move. All right. <laughs> Fucking more vegetables next time, asshole. Later. You're young Luke. You're growing up. Yep. What's your favorite cartoon, my friend? Uh, the Super Friends, but the ones that had the Legion of Doom in it. Welcome back to the Super Friends, ladies and gentlemen. The Legion with, of Doom underneath the soldier. With Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy, not like Super Friends. He was a total white trash hick. Solomon Grundy needs pants. <laughs> you really don't wish anything bad upon anybody? No. All right, I'm going to throw some names at you. and You you, uh, you may have to start editing at this point, Nick. No. Um, <laughs> the North Korean leader. Oh, do you mean... Kim Jong-il Kim Jong or whichever yeah. one it is now? Yeah. Why? Do you wish anything bad upon him? I've never thought about it. Like, I don't want him to be if doing If we could doing, assassinate or... him right now and change their government, the way they do things and the way they oppress their people and the way they threaten everyone, would you do it? This is going to be like a Jeff answer. I would never push that button. I, don't, I mean, it would probably be better in the world to have him not there. I don't know if you have to assassinate him, but, I mean, if that's what it has to take, I guess. I never okay, really so thought he... about wishing anything bad about him. I know, that's why we him. do like, the show. Yeah, I know. But I guess that, I mean, that would be better than having to deal with them, but... Okay, so you do wish something bad on something. I never wish anything bad Look about him. You, you wish something bad upon him, and you just ask me if I agree with it or not. I, you don't have to agree with me. I don't make the wish. I just, if it happens, it happens. Well, but you're saying it would be better. 
Well, yeah, it would be better. There's lots all right, of things that would be better. You're the president of the United States. Okay. Uh, Jonah O'Schneider. O'Schneider? The Irish, the Irish black president of the United States. <laughs> but Jonah O'Schneider. But Jonah. Um, La Jonah. They come to you, CIA comes to you and says, look, we've got him. We can we can take him out. There's a leader ready to step in that is is pro-democracy, uh, would reunite the Cor- the Korean Korean countries. It's ridiculous. Um, it's not ridiculous. This is, no, this I mean is, just just taking him out isn't going to make everything better. It's not but no, no, we got someone in place. We take him out. This guy's going to step in, be the leader, and he's our you know he's our kind of guy. No one will ever know that we did it. Yeah, okay. It'll look natural. Would you do it? That's ridiculous. That whole idea. That's not ridiculous. You do your hands around the question. Now, that now somehow the CIA is going to be able to, and then we're not going to have to be there at all. We're going to, we're going to kill him. The person that is replacing them is going to 100% do whatever we want, but yet nobody's going to know that we had anything to do with it. It's happened many times And we're times not going to have to be there anymore. CIA is taking out fine. leaders and we've gotten pro-democracy people in there. When? General Manuel Noriega used to be pro-United States. Okay. Used to be for years he was, but then he started running drugs, and they yeah. went and got him because he wasn't our boy anymore. So, so we had to go back in there. We had twenty years of of non uh, communist because they were going to be. I but it's not like it was just left alone, and now we don't have to. Do oh, it was anything. left alone for a long time. It was. It was left alone. I mean, well, you're, you have to go but back you're in predicting there and... that we might have to go. We might have to go back into anywhere. Yeah. We might have to I mean, go to Russia. Killing him and putting somebody else there isn't going to make it better. Maybe for See, now a little while. See, now you're answering the question. No, I'm not. I'm, okay. Um, I'm taking your example, and now I'm giving you a different answer. Okay. Jerry Sandusky is in a situation <laughs> 10 years ago molesting kids. You find out about it. You can take him. You, you, can, you can make a wish, and then he would die of a heart attack. <laughs> no. You don't wish bad on him to well, save why would kids? To, to die? No. He could... He could uh, but you would save all those children, so you don't wish wish that? I would wish that it would stop, or that it never happened, but I mean, why does he have to... D- and I'm being ridiculous. You're wishing for something that never happened. You wish, you're wishing for a heart attack to kill him so it wouldn't happen. So that it would prevent future molestations. Why does he have to die? He's, you caught him. This is what... But Pull you're him aside, he's knows. done. You don't have evidence, you just know it's true. <laughs> I just know it's true. Yeah. Well, then I talked... You, you were in a bar, and he came up and rubbed up on you... And you knew. <laughs> I knew. I could, I could feel it through him. I could read his mind. You felt it on your thigh. You do, know. Do you remember when George Bush Sr. or George H.W. Bush went after the Simpsons? I don't remember that. Oh, he was a, it, was a, it was a speech, and I can't remember what fa- – uh, Americans should be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. And applause. I would think that the applause. Simpsons and are I a little like, bit dysfunctional. I said the Simpsons are a fictional cartoon family that can run through walls without dying. And uh, one yeah. of the characters drinks excessive amounts of alcohol, and he has yet to suffer from alcohol poisoning. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I would put that uh, there's no cartoon clown that comes around your city and, you know – Hey, hey. And there's not the mob that kills no one. So I, I think I think that I think the message of that is is I mean now you put yourself out there more like you, the Flintstones. You got enough speechwriters that they should look at this and go. You're, you really shouldn't bring up. You, you talk about your family and who values. Who wants to without, be the Waltons? Fuck them. I don't want to be the Waltons. <laughs> you know, we had one guy drunk one night, a drunk guy that was harassing the staff, and I told him to leave and. 
Uh, he wouldn't leave, so I called the Surprise police. Surprise, you didn't and put him I in a Luke the, lockdown. I, got, I, I, I own the place. I don't need to lock anybody down. Um, <laughs> we'll tell stories guy, later, Mr. Bouncer. Guy, We've had some great scenarios, man. Uh, the guy uh, refused to leave, and I said, I'm going to call the police, and he gave me the standard, uh, which always makes me laugh. Um, it's public property. I have a right to be here, and I my, my response always is, uh, how much does the taxpayer's money go to? pay for this because mm-hmm. um, they're too stupid to realize it's private property. Um, <laughs> and so I called the cops and one of the cops that came was actually a wrestler that was my age that went to Lockport and he was a heavyweight wrestler. Big boy. Big boy. Hefty? No, no, no not hefty. Just a like house. Fucking stack house. Yeah, and yeah. I go, hey, and I recognized his name and we got to talking and this guy wouldn't leave and his friend was trying to get him to go to the bar. He's like, just go over to the bar, go over to the bar and would not leave and we started getting in this cop's face and I was just praying that this cop would bounce him on his head. <laughs> um, I, and I came back and I said, you know, I was expecting like a, a double leg and you drill the guy into the pavement. He goes, oh, I don't need to do that. No. Um, good experience. I had, uh, one of my employees get arrested and I walked out and I, um, really? And I, I went out there and I said, you know, you know, what's the next step? What do I have? He goes, you get back inside. And I was standing on the sidewalk, and I was like 20 feet away from him. And I said, I, I don't have to go back inside. I've been yelled at to get back inside. And uh, he goes, you get back inside. And he pointed at me, and I go, it's my fucking restaurant. <laughs> I go, you get off my fucking property. Like that, and he just looks at me. And so I go, this is you and the police officer. This is a different time. Oh, geez. Because I was being very, I said, you know, what's the next step? I said, should I, you know, is there going to be bail set, or do I... You were just inquiring for information. Yeah, and All I right. and I and uh, he goes, you get you, and I said, it's my. I go, it's my fucking restaurant. You get the fuck out of here. Wow. And he just looks at me, and I go, you actually dropped the f bomb too. Oh yeah. Oh wow. And then I and then uh, I was like, I called him a fucking dick. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you don't pull any punches, regardless if it's you know just somebody across the counter or if it's an officer. I mean, when you, no, somebody I mean, rubs I, you the wrong way, they, it's, you, well, they get the full fury. If he had just been, because it's not like I was like, hey, no, no. And I said, I, I walked, I said, hey, you know, is he is there bail going to be set? I mean, what's the deal? Do I should I even bother today, or does he have to go to court? Mm-hmm. What's and he goes, you get back. He wouldn't. He didn't say. He didn't say. I don't know. He didn't say call the station. He didn't say. He goes, you get back inside. Wow, and I and I said, I'm like, pardon me, you get back. I said, I said, I own the fucking place. I go, you get off my fucking property, you fucking dick. Wow, and he just like stares at me like he's a hard guy. And I wanted to look at the guy and go, all right, dude. And the dude was probably about fifty some years old, out of shape. I'm like, don't stare at me like you're a hard guy, okay? Get your fucking pepper spray out because that's what you're gonna need. Because <laughs> you and me, one on one, you're gonna get your dick beat in. But. Again, I you know I was being respectful. I would have never taken it to that point. I just get a kick out of this slob. Pretty much right on. <laughs> I don't think we're embellishing the story. No, no, no. There is no embellishment. Yeah. Um, Not this one. So, Jonah at the time <laughs> was someone who enjoyed marijuana. Um, <laughs> and that night he Wait, enjoyed. Do I have to edit that for? Do I have to mark this? For your school and all that. I hope they're not listening to any of these. <laughs> <laughs> You're not tagged. You're not tagged. I did every single one of them if they ever hear these. Um, 
Well, we'll figure it out. Okay. If Jonah if Jonah gets fired, we know better. <laughs> only, Sorry, only took five years to get the job. You have a permanent job it. recording with us. <laughs> That's right, buddy. We paid. Nothing. So Jonah, let's just say Jonah was in La La Land, okay? And the chicken had taken the stripper like to another side of the room to make out or whatever, and all the guys were gathering <laughs> about, and I was sitting in a chair, and I'm just sitting there, and Jonah is gone. And my buddy Scott is sitting next to Jonah. And the magical uh, dildo was, like, standing up on the table between the two of them. How big was uh, this uh, piece? Uh, I don't know. I think it's about a foot. I, 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 it's all about the... It was pretty... Probably, I would say probably, like, nine inches. Two of these Heineken cans? Yeah, so about nine inches. <laughs> and it's just sitting there, and it was... The same girth? Yeah, and it was... It was like glistening, it's, and it was disgu- the, it was disgusting glistening. It, it was, um, and if you if you if I can paint a, a the picture, wax. yeah, <laughs> if I can paint the picture, imagine Joe. I'm sitting like behind Jonah and Scott at the same table, but they're at like the front of the table. I'm at the other, you know, the back end. We're both all facing the same way, mm-hmm. and they're watching the show. And Jonah's like sitting there, like just staring. So out of it with his mouth hanging open. All right, I'm going to place you where I am at this point. I am sitting behind uh, Brendan and Jonah, but I'm I think I'm about two feet away from you guys, and I'm I'm watching you stare. Okay, so I got front row seats. Why is everybody watching yeah. me at this point? Because you're you, we're just staring. Like there's this entertainment in front of you and you're yeah, he was, like, he, you were, he like, was so like you were like you were looking at the stars. Three, four <laughs> seconds behind everybody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at that one. Alright. So Scott, my buddy's sitting there and Scott is is famously known for He's a filthy dude. Just finding the the, the, the right amount of of filth to just I mean he he, he was like my uh Jedi master. <laughs> Um, and I watched Scott look at this dildo and there's like two, three seconds. He looks at it and then he looks at Jonah and then he looks back at the dildo and he picks it up and the thing's like flopping in his hand back and forth. It looks like a fucking, uh, there's like drippings. Yeah. And he picks it up, looks at Jonah and slaps him across the face with this thing. And Jonah jumped. He goes, oh, oh, you know, and, and it, it was like one of those slow motion slaps where you feel like you see the skin kind of like ripple, you know, with the dildo pressed against his face. Like somebody had the slow-mo camera and come out. And I watched, whoa. but the thing is I watched this transpire and immediately I'm laughing, but I'm looking around for people to like share this with. And like 95% of the party was at the other end of the room. And I was going, oh, where are they? Anybody? You know, and I'm like, okay. And Jonah, we've. The the comeback to Jonah to win any argument was for years was well at least I never got slapped with a dildo, <laughs> a freshly moistened dildo. Glistening, it was glistening. glistening, and just just the, the the look of confusion on your face as to what had happened. <laughs> oh, it was great. And just as you know, the the swing. It, what's that movie? The Raging Bull. Yeah, where he gets punched in the face. That's what it looked like, but replace the fist with a dildo, and that's what Jonah's face. You got to understand. I've seen Scott, and Jonah got off easy because I saw Scott. (laughs) That was easy. 
I saw Scott, and this is honest to God truth, put a, put his finger in a stripper's butt. <laughs> if Scott listened to the show. <laughs> pull it out, turn and look at some somebody who was with, like sitting there with his mouth half open and shoved his finger in the person's mouth. So Jonah got off easy. Because <laughs> that dude is probably dead now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm singing.